Greetings. Welcome back to the Cape Lead Revolution. This is Chachi. And, uh, you know, I wanted to post this a couple days ago. I just wanted to chew on it. And so just want to have us have some discussion. And this, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Thursday Night Football, where the Cleveland Browns hosted the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is a huge divisional matchup. It's a huge rivalry. Well, hasn't been so much so in the last 30 years or so. Uh, 20 years, going back to 1999 when the Browns came back into the NFL. But as many of you are, are well aware, Thursday night with eight seconds left was a very, very uh, basic play that ended with um, catastrophic actions. That three players were kicked out of the game. And one of those players being Miles Garrett, as of the recording of this podcast, and things may change tomorrow, is that um, he has been suspended for an indefinite amount of time, at least the rest of the season, and including the playoffs if the Browns are so lucky. And uh, very, very interesting. Now, with the NFL collective bargaining agreement, apparently there's a rule that for actions on the field, you cannot have an indefinite suspension. So I think that's going to be readdressed on Monday to see exactly what the finite terms of his suspension are. But, uh, you know, one thing led to another. And Miles Garrett ripped off the quarterback's helmet and then hit said quarterback in the head with his own helmet. And uh, just just bad. And, and, you know, you you can sit there and, and debate who started it. Whether, you know, you know, and even, even as kids, you know, the, the first time, if your sibling teases you, you're going to retaliate and it's always going to be worse. So I think human wise, we know that there's uh, action reaction. Um, and normally that comes with varying degrees of escalation. So, uh, very interesting to watch that kind of transpire and unfold. But as, uh, as I thought about the whole next day, I mean, really, really messed me up is if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know, I'm a huge Cleveland Browns fan and this was a huge win for us. We hadn't beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers in the previous five years. And with eight seconds left to go in the game, we were up, uh, 21, seven and Pittsburgh was like inside their own 10 yard line or definitely inside their own 20. So there was literally no reason for us to ruin the game with this type of I'll, I'll just call it buffoonery. And I've been thinking about this all, all weekend. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you, you've heard me say that, um, you know, words is important. That's a quote that I carry forward from Colonel Steve Hodge, who was my commander in the AOR from 17 to 18. And, and I absolutely believe that is that words are important. And if, and again, if you've listened to this for any amount of time, you've heard me say that we need to shape conversations. And we need to get conversations right. And we can't get conversations right if we're not allowing people to have the conversation. And so the reason I'm, I'm saying this now is as I was driving uh, my wife to the airport on Friday as she was flying out to Dallas, Texas to celebrate the 40th birthday of, of one of uh, our good friends, Christy Music. Christy, happy birthday if you happen to be listening. Hope you guys are having a great time out there. But, you know, I, I just just very, very rattled. So, you know, it was, you know, 24 hours later and I'm still still shaken by the events of, of that, that Thursday night game. And then, uh, my wife, Allison, uh, just said something very, very profound. And, you know, she's like, she's like, you know, these guys need to understand that there's a difference on the field. She's like, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't your enemy. They're your opponent. And those words stopped me right in my tracks. And perhaps it's just my love of leadership 
perhaps it's my love of just trying to lead with the right words and be able to speak to people in meaningful ways that are going to impact them and help them um, live, hopefully, more stress-free lives, that when she said this, it just it's, it's, it spoke to my soul. And that for a lot of the people that we meet or that we're in conflict with, they're not our enemy. They're simply our opponent in, in the, the game of life, perhaps in the game of business, just opponents. And, you know, I, I can say that with so much love in my heart. And again, that, that phrase just really spoke to me because I know what it's like to face an enemy, an enemy who is trying to kill you and that you are trying to kill. I know what that is. I know what that feels like. I lived that life 11 separate times for 11 separate deployments during my time in in, in the military. Invading Iraq, I knew that we were fighting an enemy. Being in Afghanistan, I watched the enemy kill my friends. That is the enemy. And when I sit there and I, I watch the events of that football game, I am just truly heartbroken heartbroken that we took these steps that that made the Pittsburgh Steelers our enemy now I'll be the first person to tell you I can't stand the Steelers and it's amazing how many Steelers fans are in the world and how many of my friends just happen to be Steelers fans but I absolutely adore my friends I have a lot of friends that I disagree with politically like completely disagree with politically but I still love them they're still my friends. I have family members that have different football teams, that have different ideologies, that support you know different political ideals. And I still love them. And as we talk about all these things that, that happen, none of these people that we're talking about, none of these people that we're interacting with, by and large, will ever be our enemy. And, and I, I think that that's an important thing to, to say. And I, I just wanted to, to get that, that note out there. And yes, do I find it a little bit pathetic that I can make this profound of a, a, a realization or like, like that this struck me so much over a football game? Do I think that's pathetic? 100%. Absolutely. The fact that I could be driven to this huge awakening of the difference between enemy versus opponent over a football game because one of my fellow countrymen used a solid object as a weapon to strike another one of my countrymen. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, to over-dramatize it because and, and, I, don't, I don't like free rides on the drama llama. And I, I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. But ladies and gentlemen, it was a game Thursday night. And I, I love football games. Like, love, love, love football games. I've already been to, uh, to one Browns game this year. I've been to two college games here at Arizona State in uh, Tempe, Arizona. And I'm going to a Browns game here when they visit the Arizona Cardinals here in mid-December, the day before my birthday. And I love football for what it is. I, I love the metaphors that you can drive from football, from team sports. I love it. But man, that was just, that was a, a weird, weird thing. And to Miles Garrett... There is no way you are listening to this, guaranteed. But if you just so happen to stumble your way into this, man, I absolutely support you. 
I, I 100% do. And I know firsthand that the actions of 10, 15 seconds of your life do not define who you are as a human being. I, I disagree with those actions. I think they, they were reprehensible. But I also understand that they are not indicative of the type of human being that I believe you to be. And so, so Miles, I would say, you know, serve, serve your suspension, however long that is, with, with dignity. Serve it with honor. And the realization that if you have the presence of mind to do so, what happened Thursday night was not a failure. It was a setback. As I've said on this podcast before, as it related to me getting kicked out of a getting kicked out of a country, getting kicked off of deployment in 2001, the lesson that I learned from this, Miles, is that in that moment, yes, the events, everything that transpires is in fact a failure. But if you have the presence of mind to persevere, to do better, to grow, to evolve, and to never let stuff like that happen again, then whenever you make that decision to evolve, you instantly, instantly turn that failure into a setback. And then you're on the the road to recovery. You're climbing your way out of that hole. But if you quit what you're doing after said event, you solidify that as a failure. And I do not believe that to be the type of person you are. Based off all the things that I see you do for the Cleveland community, your love for, for animals, specifically dogs, and taking dogs to the dog park and, and doing all that, you're a phenomenal human being. So, so Miles, I absolutely love you. I absolutely uh, do not condone your actions on Thursday night, but I also acknowledge that you are a human being and that human beings are fallible and that human beings are worthy of forgiveness and other opportunities, just as people gave me. So, Miles, you're going to be back out there on the field helping lead the Cleveland Browns, and I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting your, your return. And to, to everybody else who happens to be listening, I, I gave that message to Miles because maybe, maybe there's just some of you out there who have stumbled before, who've made some bad decisions, who have screwed up, and maybe some people still hold you accountable. Maybe some people continue to judge you for those things. That has happened to me. And I will say in the, gosh, 18 plus years since my mistake that got me kicked out of Bosnia, there are not many people that still remember it. There are not many people in, in my career field who were, you know, by the time I retired just a couple months ago, who were even around to know that that happened. They, they would have no way of knowing that. But I will honestly tell you that I carry the shame of that with me every single day. I'm embarrassed by my actions. I'm embarrassed that I, I think I... I chipped away at my last name and what people would think when they heard the name Pachesa. And so I just want you to know that, that it, it may take some time. And I know it took me about a year to realize that, uh, that I could dust myself off and, and do the right thing. And I give huge credit to uh, Master Sergeant Retired Paul Ford. He was my boss over, over in Korea. And, and, and he pulled me aside. He said, hey, Chachi, you're great. You're a good operator. But I'm going to kick you out of the Air Force in one month. If you don't fix your shit, he goes, he goes, I'm sick of you li- licking your wounds. I'm sick of you saying, what was me? You need to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and Charlie Mike, which means continue mission. He goes, is that the person, the person who got kicked out? Is, is that who you are? I said, no. He's like, then stop proving everybody right. 
just get back on, on the road to redemption and be the person who you and I both know you can be. If not, I have no room for you in this Air Force. And it was a blunt conversation. It was a very difficult conversation to hear. But I'll tell you at the same time, it was a very enlightening conversation. And at, at, at the end of the day, it was a very freeing conversation. Because he, he was able to have that conversation with me. He didn't pull any punches. He gave me brutal, honest feedback that I needed. And since that day, I've endeavored to persevere to do better. Now, having said that, I am still ridiculously fallible. I make mistakes all the time. I try and be aware of them. But at the same time, I try not to beat myself up over them. I think we all understand that we all understand that humans aren't perfect. So why do we get frustrated when we don't display perfection? None of us are perfect. Every one of us can grow and evolve and do things better and learn. And I've committed myself to personal growth and evolution, which is why I have this podcast and company, obviously, because I like the level of conversation that this generates. Because the people that I get to talk to and the conversations that I get to have make me a better person. I think a byproduct of that is, yeah, perhaps I I can be a better leader, but I can be a better person because of this. So again, uh, a little bit kind of all all over the place and a whole lot of thoughts that are born of uh, uh, just a handful of seconds on a Thursday night football game. But I don't know if if any of you saw it. Uh, It's been all over the the sports news other than the the Colin Kaepernick stuff. And I won't waste any seconds talking about him. Um, But... For, for those of you out there who, who saw it or, or just the, the, the two main points that I, I want you to take away from this is I hope you think about and understand that when there are obstacles in your way or people in your way, just think for yourself. Are they your enemy? Or are they your opponent? And that's it. You can still like your opponent. There are football players that are best friends that meet on the friendly field of battle as opponents and can still respect each other and be friends afterward. We can have opponents all day long, and we can strive valiantly to beat our opponents into submission. But when that final bell rings or that whistle blows and the game is over, you can still shake their hand. You can give them a hug. You can go out to, to dinner and talk about how everything happened. And it's, it's just, I don't know. It is very nice. And again, I, I just think it's very poetic that you can hear the, the birds chirping in the background here as, as, I'm, as I'm going around here because there, there's always birds chirping. If you have the presence of mind to listen to them chirp, there's always a silver lining. There's always something good to be found in, in every lesson. And as people way smarter than me have said before, is like, you know, this isn't about win or fail. You either win or you learn. But again, only if you have the presence of mind to, to do so. So again, uh, two, two points is that the difference between opponent and enemy. And then the second point is that you can persevere, that you can still screw up and not be a screw up. You can still fail and not be a failure. And you can change any failure into a setback if you have the presence of mind and you endeavor to do better, to learn, to grow, to evolve, to make sure that doesn't happen again. Anyway, I, if, there's, if there's one person out there who needed to hear this today, I, I hope it absolutely helped. And again, if, if you want to talk about this, if you want advice, if you want to commiserate, uh, you know, if you want to talk things through, if you want to share some experiences, or if you're struggling right now and want my advice, email me, 
chachi at capely.com. DM me at, at uh, Instagram, at Chachi Pachesa. Hit me up Twitter, at Tim Pachesa. Leave an email or a message for me at the Cape Lead Facebook page, whatever you want. Let's get the conversation going because, as I said, we can't get the conversation right if we're not having the conversation. So I hope this finds you well. I hope you got some out of this today. Thank you for tuning in. And this is Chachi reminding you to always educate, anticipate, and dominate. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. Later. <laughs>